I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Okay, so on today's episode, we are talking all about how to handle a long engagement. And I thought this was a particularly important topic in these COVID times, if you're listening in real time. I know so many people who got engaged in, you know, 2018, 2019, and were planning to get married in 2020. And then, of course, COVID happened and changed all their plans. So they, you know, they pushed back an April 2020 wedding to September 2020. They pushed that back to April 2021. And now, you know, they're nervous about April 2021. So they're pushing back again to the fall, or they're considering even, you know, 2022 or 2023. And they end up being engaged for like four or five years. So I know there are so many people in this boat who are dealing with engagements way longer than they thought they were going to have. There's also people who set out to have pretty long engagements. They want the time to, you know, save up money or get themselves established in their jobs or housing or whatever. Um, You know, they have a special date and it just makes sense to wait. Um, But whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, I know there are lots of people who are dealing with really long engagements. Um, I guess long would kind of be anywhere more than like a year or a year and a half. I talked in a recent episode about how long you should be engaged for. And the typical time is usually 12 to 18 months. So I think a long engagement would be anything longer than that. Um, So we're going to dive into how to handle that today. So my first tip on how to handle a long engagement is just, you know, if this wasn't your plan, if you weren't planning to be engaged for a year, two years, three years, four years, um, the first thing to do is just acknowledge that it sucks. You are allowed to feel shitty about it. And I know there's been a ton of talk this year about um, brides particularly, but, you know, couples in general, about them feeling guilty for, you know, for having to... um, 
So feeling guilty for feeling bad about postponing their weddings, right? Like we have all of these couples who have had to postpone their weddings, downsize, change their plans, and they feel awful about it. They're upset, they're disappointed, but they feel like they can't have those feelings because, you know, look outside all of the, (laughs) all of the everything else that's happening in the world right now. So um, couples have this guilt, like they can't even feel bad about their wedding day because, you know, a wedding is so insignificant compared to, um, you know, a coup or a racial reckoning or someone dying from a pandemic and diseases and just everything else that's happening in the world at the moment. Um, So the first thing to do is really, there's no need to feel guilty. That's not a feeling that you need to hold. I think we're at a point in, in 2021 in our lives, if you're listening to this podcast, where you can have your feelings, you can be upset, you can be sad, you can be disappointed, you can be angry about your wedding, you know, being canceled or postponed or changed. You can do that. And at the same time, you don't have to be ignorant about what's happening in the world. I don't think any couple who's had to change their wedding plans thinks that their, you know, pain and heartbreak is worse than, than getting sick and, you know, dying from COVID or anything like that. So you, you can have, you can have both of those feelings. You can be aware of what is happening in the world. And you can also be upset about your wedding. That's totally fine. Um, you know, know your audience. You probably don't want to go on like a long, uh, I don't know, Facebook tirade in the midst of like a funeral for a close friend who's passed from COVID or something like that, right? Like this might be something where, you know, you just have event session with your partner, with your mom, with a close friend, um, you know, whatever you need to do, watch movies, eat ice cream, journal, go for a run, whatever. You're allowed to feel your feelings. You're allowed to wallow. You're allowed to just, you know, be in this point of, yeah, this sucks. This is not, this is not what I wanted. And I feel shitty about it. And that is okay. It's, I think, there's this like expectation that wedding planning is supposed to be just like joy and rainbows all of the time. And even in regular, in, you know, regular, the before times before all of this COVID wildness came down upon us, um, wedding planning is not joy and rainbows all the time. It's, you know, stressful and dramatic and there's a lot of money involved and family dynamics and timelines and colors and it's a lot and it's, you don't have to be happy about it every, every minute. You're allowed to be upset and angry. So if no one has told you that today, you are um, allowed to feel your feelings. Your feelings are always valid and it is okay if you feel upset about a long engagement and Um, you know, ignore people who are telling you otherwise, if they're saying, oh, you know, at least you're getting married, or you have nothing to be upset about, like, you're allowed to be upset, just, you know, close, close that Instagram message or whatever it is you're getting and, and feel your feels. Uh, My next tip is to not spend your entire engagement planning your wedding. And I know that sounds a little bit strange. But trust me, if you're going to be engaged for you know, two, three, four, five years, you don't want to spend that much time planning your wedding. It is a bad idea. First thing that'll happen is you're going to get overwhelmed. No one needs to be stuck in wedding planning for that long. I would say no one needs to be stuck in wedding planning for more than a year, really. That's like a long time to be, you know, totally planning a wedding, not exactly, you know, full-time 24-7, but like every day doing some sort of a planning task, that's a long time. And you certainly don't want to be doing that for, you know, two, three, four, five years. You're also going to get bored (laughs) if you do that. At some point you will wake up and you will be so over your wedding and you're not going to want to plan it. You're going to just want to throw in the towel. And I'm sure if you talk to any couple that made it down the aisle, they will tell you at some point in the wedding planning, they were like, you know what, you know, F this, let's just go to Vegas, let's elope, we're over it. So that'll definitely happen if you try to plan your wedding for the entire length of your engagement. You also might end up spending too much money because the longer you are, you know, looking at all of these little details, like 
napkin rings and charger plates and things like that, you'll start to think, oh, you know, I've seen 45 of those. I guess I need them. And oh, look, these ones are gold embossed. And these ones you can get your name sketched into them. And these ones are scented or whatever people do these days that cost more money. Um, you will end up spending more money. This is honestly one of those situations where ignorance is bliss. If you've never thought about napkin rings until today, just let it leave your mind. You do not need napkin rings. I promise you, nobody cares. Nobody wants napkin rings. Don't spend money on those. You'll also get stuck in the details, which is, you know, that's how you end up spending more money. You start worrying about napkin rings and you get all obsessed about the exact perfect font to use on the seating cards that people will literally pick up and then leave on the table and never look at again. Um, and lastly, you will be putting a ton of pressure on this one day event. And I've talked about this a lot in past episodes that your wedding really is, it's just one day. And if you spend five years planning it, you're going to have such, you know, a big letdown when it's all over. And you're going to have so much incredible pressure on this one day that it's it's just not going to be able to live up to it. There's no way. Your day will not be perfect. It's impossible. Some Something bad's going to happen. Something's going to go wrong and you'll be devastated because you spent five years planning it. So don't do it. Don't spend your whole time planning your wedding. Take a break. Um, especially I did a previous episode of, you know, what to do if you've lost your wedding planning mojo. And one of my big suggestions is take a break. That's certainly uh, where I'm at right now. I was sort of you know, in the stage before we officially got engaged as we were already, you know, started talking about the wedding. And right after the engagement, I was definitely, you know, pretty gung ho about my planning. And then as our original date sort of uh, <laughs> hasn't exactly come and went yet, um, but it's, it's coming up and we're, you know, we're not getting married on that date. I've sort of found myself in this funk where, you know, I don't want to plan the wedding and I'm not excited about it. And I've, and I've told myself that's fine. I'm allowed to take a break from wedding planning. It's okay. So if you're in the same boat, you know, where you do have time and I assume you do because you're in a long engagement, if you're listening to this episode, definitely take a break, press pause, close the binders. Um, I don't know, exit out of Pinterest, <laughs> put away the registries and the websites and the Facebook groups and whatever else you're in and just take a break and go back to normal life and try to <laughs> revisit the things outside of wedding planning that you used to be involved in. If you're a little bit worried that, you know, you're going to fall behind or you might not get back into it, it might help to have like a task per month. So you could say like, okay, February is DJ. You know, we're going to find the DJ this month. We're going to interview them. We're going to pay the deposit, give them a list of our, you know, must have songs or whatever. March is uh, the cake. We're going to, you know, find a baker and pick the cake we want and do tastings. So something like that, just to sort of keep you on track and to help um, not necessarily delegate to different people, but at least to divvy up all the things that you need to do, you know, across, across a calendar. So you feel like you're making progress, you're staying on track, you're not going to fall behind, but you're not trying to plan every aspect of your wedding every day of every month. <laughs> Along the same lines of not planning your wedding the entire time, you also don't want to talk about your wedding the entire time because your friends and family, even your fiance, you know, they love you, but they don't want to talk about your wedding for the next four years or three years or two years or whatever it is. <laughs> they don't want to talk about your wedding, even if you were only going to be engaged for, you know, three months or six months. No one wants to have a conversation about your wedding every time they talk to you, right? So <laughs> just be aware of that. If every time you, you know, pick up the phone or message your friends, it's about something wedding related, like try to reel that back in, try to find, it's going to sound a bit harsh, try to find your personality outside of your wedding. It is there. Your friends and your family, they love you for a reason. It's not because you're planning an awesome wedding. So just try to get out of that. And I think that'll help you too, not to be so focused on your wedding for the entire length of your long engagement if you have other things to talk about. 
<laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, so that leads me in to my next point, which is schedule date nights and schedule wedding planning nights. So this goes really well with the whole, you know, don't plan your wedding the whole time, but also if you want to do some things to sort of make progress and make sure you're still doing a little bit of work. So I think it's really important to have time for you and your fiance to focus on your relationship. You know, the whole reason you're getting married to make jokes and small talk and ask about work and life and philosophy and whatever else you two do. Um, to have those date nights and to carve those out. And I think that can be really hard to do when, well, for a lot of reasons, but um, it can be very hard to do when you're in the middle of a global pandemic and you can't really, you know, you might not be able to go outside for date night. You might have to get creative and do, you know, a picnic in the living room or camping in the backyard or something like that. Um, it can be hard if you've, you know, lived together for a, a long time. And you're not really used to, you know, going out for dates. That's not really the thing you guys do anymore. It's usually, you know, take out Netflix. It can be hard when you're planning a wedding because it seems, like, you know, every conversation you have is about the wedding. So I think it's really important to designate date nights, whether that's once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. Um, I don't think you should go less often than once a month, but have those times that are like, hey, this is just for you and me. We're going to have a date night. We're going to, you know, sit on the floor and eat chocolate covered strawberries or <laughs> pad thai or whatever it is and not talk about the wedding. Like we're not going to, that is the wedding is off limits. It's just about us. We can talk about anything else, you know, whatever you want to do. You can play a board game. You can have, there's like cute little like books that have conversation topics to like chat with your partner about. You can do something like that, but basically just focusing on the two of you and your relationship and not wedding details. On the same token, I think it's really important to also have time when you specifically focus on the wedding. And depending on how long you have before the wedding date, this might not have to be that often. Like you might not have to meet, you know, twice a week or even once a week. It could be once a month. You're going to have, you know, a wedding planning day or a wedding planning night or whatever it is. But it's really nice to put this on the schedule because it means it's not up to one partner to sort of nag the other one into talking about the wedding. It's like, hey, it's on the schedule, you know, every Sunday we're going to talk about the wedding from like, I don't know, four to six, um, bring a beer. We're going to sit down and, and talk about the wedding, go over our to-do list. And then it's just, okay, we both know it's on the schedule. It's no one's fault. Nobody is nagging someone. No one's forcing someone to talk about. It's just there. And it's, you know, it's part of our routine. It's also a good way to make sure that 
not um, the planning of the wedding isn't falling on one person's shoulders. It's not um, usually, you know, in hetero weddings, it's the bride who takes on the burden of planning the wedding and the groom just has to show up. Uh, I did an episode about this, about why it is not the woman's job to plan the wedding. So go back, listen to that one, make your groom listen to that one if you're in a hetero relationship. Um, yeah, so, so do that. <laughs> so have your date nights, have your wedding planning nights, put them on the calendar, make sure you stick to them, get creative. You know, it doesn't have to be, um, going out to dinner in a movie because for a lot of us, that's not an option right now in this point of the pandemic and wedding planning doesn't have to be this painful thing sitting in a boardroom with spreadsheets and laptops. It can literally be the two of you on the couch with a six pack, just discussing, you know, what songs you want to listen to at the wedding. It, it can be fun. Um, and remind your partner of that. If this is something, you know, if they're not so sure about this whole idea, let them know that, you know, out of the box thinking is encouraged, especially if you do have that long engagement, you don't want to have a weekly wedding planning meeting that is painful and boring and that you both, you know, hate and don't want to do. Make it fun. Have a good time. Um, my next tip for how to survive a long engagement is to have other things to celebrate, to look forward to, and that excite you. So if the one thing you're kind of holding on to is like your beacon of light at the end of this <laughs> dark, dark time we're in is your wedding, I encourage you to look for some other things because I'm sure your wedding is going to be awesome, but you really don't want to put all of your eggs in this wedding basket because ask, you know, ask any 2020 bride, um, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> you will, you might have to, you know, postpone or downsize or cancel or change plans or whatever else it is. And you don't want to um, just get stuck with this huge amount of disappointment when plans, you know, in this day and age inevitably change. You don't want to have this huge come down, the post-wedding blues when it's all over. So find other things that you are excited about, that you can look forward to, that you can celebrate, things that you can do between now and your wedding date, things after the wedding. So for me, I've been leaning really hard into some hobbies during this uh, pandemic-y time when I'm not really feeling wedding planning. I've been doing a ton of reading, been doing a ton of baking, and those are both really fun. I get a lot of enjoyment out of those. I also started this podcast, so there's there's a good hobby. Feel free to start a wedding planning podcast. Um, I've gotten super into planning our honeymoon and, you know, some other future trips, which, of course, we can't go on right now. But it's really fun for me to, to do that research and work out itineraries and things like that. So basically just anything you can put your time into that's, you know, going to be really positive for you and that is outside of your wedding. So hobbies, interests, maybe something at work, maybe you have a goal, maybe you're trying to get into meditating or uh, learn how to cut your own hair, whatever it is. Um, it can be anything, but just other things um, to look forward to besides your wedding. Another tip for surviving these long engagements is actually using that extra time to make your wedding, your marriage, and your life better. So first, a little caveat here. You don't want to go too far, sort of like I said in an earlier tip about not spending the entire length of your engagement planning your wedding. You don't want to go, you know, really, really extreme on this and spend all that extra time on your wedding if you find yourself like, oh, I could probably bedazzle every single chair at the reception. Like you've gone too far. <laughs> Reel yourself back in. Um, listen to some of my other episodes. I think they'll give you a bit of a, a reality check. Um, but it, it's true that having a long engagement does give you a bit more time. So there might be some projects that originally, you know, you thought you'd have to skip. And this could be a really cool thing um, for you to pursue now that you have the time. So maybe 
Um, for example, you know, I've seen seating charts where instead of just people's names, you have a photo of every single one of your guests. And maybe it's, you know, a funny baby photo or a photo of you with them or their wedding photo. That's really fun. I've seen tables that have, you know, all of the couple's wedding photos on the table. That's really nice. Um, maybe you have time to write your own vows. You could take like a vow writing course and write really beautiful vows. You could get them printed in, you know, a gorgeous book on Etsy. Just little things like that that are going to make your day more personal more meaningful to you and that you now have time for and that aren't going to like suck up all of your energy or all of your money. <laughs> um, but you know, fun stuff, right? Like you could say, Hey, now that we have six extra months or an extra year, let's do another engagement photo session. You know, we did our last one in the fall. Let's do a summer one. Let's do one down by the beach or uh, let's do another cake tasting. <laughs> That's I think you have to pay for them, but it might be worth it. It could be fun. Um, you could even, you know, use that extra time to go in a whole new direction. Maybe you were thinking to do um, a buffet for your reception. And now, you know, I know with COVID, a lot of people are kind of anti-buffet. So maybe you want to do small plates. Maybe you want to do a food truck or something like that. You've got, you've got the time now to sort of think of these different ideas. Again, not putting all of your time and your energy and your money into them, but just, you know, you do have that extra time. So it, it's kind of a, a cool opportunity if you look at it that way. You could also invest some of this extra time into your marriage and your life, which I, I strongly encourage. I don't think you should invest all of your extra time into just the wedding. So that could be maybe you're going to use this extra time to save up for a house. Maybe you're going to head back to school or take, you know, an online course or a certificate course or something like that. Um, you could invest in some premarital counseling or coaching. You could even, you know, buy a book or get a book from the library full of, you know, questions to ask your spouse before you get married, which uh, heads up was also my last podcast episode. <laughs> you could listen to that podcast episode, have some, you know, meaningful conversations with your fiance. Uh, you could learn more about, you know, babies and parenting. If that's something that is coming up for you, that's, you know, that's something I've been doing quite a bit of doing some more research about, um, parenting and babies and, and traveling with kids and reading lots of books and, and blogs and things like that. That's been a, a fun way for me to sort of spend my time preparing for that next stage of life. My final tip, um, if you are trying to make it through a long engagement, is to actually ask yourself, is this is this what we want? Do we want to be engaged for this long? If you really can't deal, consider moving your wedding up. And by that, I do not mean have a super spreader, 200 person maskless indoor wedding right now. Um, you can always elope, even in the most um, you know challenging, restrictive times of the pandemic. It, uh, as far as I know, has always been possible to go with just you, your fiance, someone who can legally marry you, perhaps a witness, stand very far apart, wear masks if you need to, and sign the paper. You can always get married. You know, maybe you go down to City Hall or to a park or whatever it is. The actual marriage part has always been an option. It's the weddings and the receptions and the big parties that are uh, harder to have in this time. So you could always elope, and it, and it doesn't have to be a, you know, down to City Hall in jeans and t-shirts. It really can be a beautiful, beautiful event. I think I've done a few episodes about eloping. If I haven't, I will. <laughs> I'll check the queue. I'm pretty sure I have though. Um, but elopements can be really beautiful and meaningful and intimate. And, and, you know, you hear from so many people who got married in 2020 or chose to have an elopement and they say they love it and they're so glad and they don't regret it at all. And it was actually way better than the huge 150, 300, 500 person wedding they were originally planning. They got to save money. They got to be with just the people they really care about. They got to have, you know, intimate 
dinners in the backyard with beautiful lighting or whatever it is. Um, so you can do that sort of thing right now if that's if that's what you want. And if you want to have the big party, you can do it. You can do it down the line. You can have a reception party in a year or two years or three years. But then at least, you know, the marriage part is over and there's not as much pressure. Um, you also don't have to do the party. I did an episode recently um, saying, you know, do you need to have a reception if you're eloping? And the answer is no, you definitely don't. So check out that episode if you're if you're looking for some more advice on that front. You don't have to have a reception or any sort of, you know, vow renewal or anything like that. You don't owe anyone a party, I think is really the bottom line. I know there are so many, I'm going to go on a bit of a, a bit of a rant here, a bit of a soapbox. Um, there are so many expectations on weddings, you know, my partner and I have shared before, we are planning a pretty intimate event, you know, 20 people. That's been our plan pre-pandemic. It's our plan now during the pandemic. Uh, Post-pandemic, it's the plan. We're kind of hoping to wait until the pandemic's cooled down a little bit so we can at least, you know, sit closely with those people, give them hugs. But our plan really is uh, 20 people. It's small. And already, you know, we've heard from <laughs> parents, aunts, uncles, friends, family, uh, you know, people who are not necessarily upset, but like, oh, you know, so-and-so is going to be devastated. They couldn't be there. Or, oh, make sure you keep us posted about the date. Um, and it's just kind of, it's kind of wild to me that people feel like entitled to be invited to your wedding. Um, it, you don't owe anyone a party. You really do not. You do not owe them um, and a fancy dinner with dancing and whatever. And like, they can still be a part of your life. They can be a part of your marriage. They can see you for Christmas and Thanksgiving and have dinner at your house and go out for dinner with you and send you a card and meet on zoom, whatever it is, but you don't owe them a party. So if you have an elopement or an intimate wedding and, and that was perfect and that's all that you want, don't feel pressure to host a party for people later on. You definitely don't have to do that. <laughs> okay. Getting off the soapbox. Um, other things to do if you know, you're kind of fed up with this long engagement is uh, get started on other parts of your life. Usually not usually, I will say stereotypically, um, you know, couples will get married first and then they'll buy a house and then they'll, you know, have children and maybe then they'll move across the country and maybe switch jobs, maybe go back to school, whatever it is. You don't have to do things in that order. So if the whole reason you're getting married, I mean, not the whole reason, but if in your head you were thinking, okay, we'll get married first and then we'll have the house. Um, and now you have to wait, you know, two years until you can get married. There's, there's no rule saying that you can't buy a house right now. Go for it. Um, in a lot of places, it's actually a really good time to buy a house right now. It's kind of the bottom of the market. So go for it. Um, you know, get started on babies. If that's something you and your partner are wanting to do, uh, adopt a dog. I think every other person I know adopted a dog during the pandemic, uh, move to the other side of the country, move safely, you know, but, but go for it. Don't, you don't have to put the rest of your life on hold just because you're waiting to get married. Um, I will say all of this, of course, is uh, you should really be on the same page with your partner. That goes for every decision you make about your wedding, your marriage, your life. Um, be on the same page with your partner. So if you are starting to feel um, anxious or upset or whatever about this really long engagement, you don't know why you're waiting, you're wanting to, you know, either elope or get started on other parts of your life, sit down with your partner and have that conversation. Maybe they're feeling the same way. Maybe they have some valid reasons for why they do want to wait. Maybe they're happy to get started on, you know, babies, but they don't want to buy the house yet, or probably the other way around, that they're happy to buy the house, they don't want to start on babies yet, whatever it is. Maybe they do want to have that uh, big reception later on. Maybe they really don't, but just sit down together and and talk about it. It's it's fine. It's a conversation. 
Um, you should have because most couples who get engaged and set a wedding date, that's it. They don't change from that, right? It's, it's a really strange time to have weddings being postponed, you know, two, three, four or five times people planning weddings years and years in advance. Um, before 2020, if someone said their wedding was postponed, it would be like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Are they pregnant? Are they breaking up? What's happening? And now it's like, oh yeah, wedding postponed. Yeah, that makes sense. Just your first postponement. Oh, no big deal. Um, so get comfortable with these conversations and, you know, sit down and talk about what's important to you. Because really at the end of the day, if the two of you are happy to wait and, you know, use these amazing tips that I provided you with to get through that long engagement, that's amazing. If you're not, and you sort of have sat down and said, hey, you know what, like, it doesn't make sense for us to wait. We want to get married. That's what's important to us. We can do it small. We'll party later. Maybe we won't. We'll move on with life. Um, that's awesome, too, as long as you're doing what you both want. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a reading and review, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, you can have a great meal without a centerpiece on the table. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.